Hi, my name is Nika, and this is my audio essay. One of the first things we're going to talk about is mythos and logos. Logos is thinking based on logic and facts about what we see in our world. Logos is easily proven right or wrong, and that's why people generally gravitate towards it more. In our society, we like to think yes or no, or black or white, because it's easier for us to grasp and understand. So while logos is based on things we can prove and logic, mythos is the opposite. Mythos is based on what we can learn from myths, whether they happen or not. Mythos explains what we can't logically explain. Unfortunately, though, mythos has been pushed to the side and rejected by our society because we want definitive answers and not an answer based on something we can't prove happen or not. In the Case for Guard article, Armstrong makes a point that just merely believing in a myth isn't effective. She says the only way to assess the value and truth of any myth was to act upon it. Rachel Adler even agrees with her in her podcast, saying that a theology that does not result in concrete action out in the world is nothing more than hot air. This means that not only do you have to believe in a myth, you have to also apply it to your life, whereas for Logos, nothing has to be necessarily applied because we already know that it's true. It just makes the case for Logos stronger. Because of this inability to accept an answer that we can't prove, we as a society have a hard time separating the times that logic is useful and when it isn't, and turning to mythos is very hard for us to do. The emphasis on logos in our society has led to the rise of atheism and fundamentalism. The next thing I'm going to talk about is god models. The two god models I'm going to talk about are atheism and deism. Atheism is simply not believing in a god or higher power, while deism is believing that there is a god, but one that doesn't interfere, just watches. I think I can sometimes be somewhat of an atheist, because at times, looking to facts is just easier than trusting God and the stories in the Torah, but at the same time, deism resonates with me. Also, because there are times that I choose to believe that there is a god that watches over everyone, but just doesn't always interfere. My family definitely used to be more religious way before I was born. My grandparents, growing up in the Soviet Union, went to temple and celebrated holidays until the traditions faded and they came to America. In this interview with my mom, she goes into more detail about why the traditions faded in our family. My dad was born in 1947, and since his childhood, he was exposed to Jewish traditions. His mom cooked a lot of Jewish dishes, and him and his friends helped the rabbi in synagogue after school. When I was born, all the tradition faded because at school we weren't allowed to celebrate any Jewish holidays and had to hide that we are Jewish. That's why when I grew up, I didn't pass on many traditions. My mom's side of the family basically lost most of their belief in God during that time. And when they came to America, they had to learn English, find a job, and get an apartment. So they had limited time to indulge in religion again. But while they lost their belief in God, they gave me more of an option of whether I wanted to believe or not. Based on our stance on individualism, I would say that as a whole family, we resonate more with atheism. But individually, I would say that I recognize that sometimes I believe that there is a higher being watching over us. Now I'm going to talk about individualism. Individualism is when an individual person chooses their own path in the sense of religion. They're still part of a religious group, but they choose to participate at their own pace and in their own way. 
When talking to my dad, he said that after being persecuted in the Soviet Union, he didn't entirely lose his Judaism, but he molded it into something else less noticeable. Now, all together as a family, we celebrate Judaism in the way that we want, which happens to be not traditional, but low-key and more family-oriented than anything else. I'm here with my sister Julia, and we're going to talk about individualism. Um, When answering a question about our family's religious values, I said that we value spending time with family and being with family more than the religious aspect. What do you think about this? Um, I agree. When we sit down for Friday night dinner, we don't do it to celebrate Shabbat in a traditional way. We do it so we can catch up as a family and talk about our week. Also, uh, when we go to our grandparents' house during the holidays in December, we don't go with the goal to celebrate Hanukkah, but we go to be together as a larger family. Also, we are really family-oriented and believe in being together more than we believe in the religious aspect. I would agree that we are an individualistic family when it comes to Judaism. We celebrate Judaism in our own, sometimes not religious way. Um, Basically, my sister agrees that our values as a family are more family-oriented than religious-oriented. So while my family is Jewish, we celebrate in our own way and fully embody individualism. In conclusion, this was a very eye-opening experience because I never had to fit into my family into a model of God. I didn't even know what the models of God were. It showed me that I fit into a different model of God than my family does. And I also noticed that I don't fit into one model, but I fit into multiple. And I wonder if there are more people that fit into just one, or if there are more people that fit into multiple. And that's all I have for you today. Thanks for listening.